Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Unlikely to Apologize. I'm one of your hosts, Nikki. And I'm your other host, Heather. And this week, we have a special guest with us. Ooh, uh, so today excited. we are interviewing Caitlin Weisel with Rock Rose Yoga. Introduce yourself, Caitlin. Hello. Thank <laughs> you for having me. This is exciting. So Ka Caitlin is one of our first, is our first. Is our first guest ever. So we have this nice little <laughs> setup in one of my extra bedrooms that looks kind of like a public access channel, but it's fine. I love uh, it. <laughs> it's It works. <laughs> hey, it works. You know, I it think works. it's great. Everybody has to start somewhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, not bad, right? It's cozy. So, um, all right, let's, let's dive let's in. Let's jump right in, yeah. So, Caitlin and I have met a couple years ago. Uh, God, how long has it been now? Five, six years almost? I think 2015, <laughs> yeah. 2016, somewhere so, around there. So we met at a bachelorette for one of my best friends, and we decided that we are going to go to Nashville. There's, what, like 16 of us? And we were one of the last days we were there, we were on Broadway, and it's pouring down rain. And Caitlin's just sitting there. What did you say to me? I was just like, I just had a moment, and I was, we were like, in the middle of Broadway and it was just magical. There's music everywhere. <laughs> and I just was a little tipsy and I was just like, I love Nashville. <laughs> and I turned around and I just looked, I was like, well, if you love Nashville, then you need to go to Austin. And I explained to her how John and I were moving um, and asked her if you've ever been and you said you've been to Texas, but not here. Yeah. Yeah. So I, never, then... I didn't know there were like hills. And <laughs> I thought Texas was like flat, like just desert area. Just tumbleweeds everywhere. Tumbleweeds. I had only known <laughs> I had only known the drive north uh, through Texas. So yeah. yeah. So what did you do? It was like two months after that. Yeah, I actually had to come down to Houston for a work conference, and I was like, "Hey, let me just go to Austin for the weekend." And I didn't expect to, and I just fell in love. And I got here, and I was like, "What am I doing? Living in, <laughs> working outside of New York City? This is." not where I'm supposed to be. Right. And I moved to Austin um, like 10 months later. It was just love at first sight. And here I am. There you are. And then there you, you are. So when you were here, you worked for a hospital. You were okay. doing nursing. Yeah. Um, we also learned very quickly that you and I cannot hang out with each other um, unattended. We need adult supervision. I need more information <laughs> on that. <laughs> So the first story is always like the best story that we explain to everybody when they first meet us. And it, you tell it the best. It, it, I'll just set the scene. She had all her girlfriends or was it college friends, right? Yeah. Come and all visit. And she was, she was nice enough to invite me out. So I'm like, Nikki, do you want to come with us? We were just going to, this was before Rainy Street was ruined. It was fun. Like it was still when fun. It was, fun. No, it was still fun to go to Rainy Street. And um, go ahead. I don't even remember what, like, like I said, you tell the story better. We went out to dinner and then we went to Rainy Street and we were at Luster Pearl. Oh, I love Luster yes. Pearl. Yes, we were at Luster Pearl and there was a great DJ and we had had a few cocktails and <laughs> I'm with all my college friends and Nikki, who is now part of the gang. And we, I look over and Nikki is surrounded by a group of people no one knows. Doing oh, like no. dead center. Dead center. I can picture this. Yeah. Dropped on the floor doing like Russian kicks. Like legs up in the air. Legs flying. <laughs> she was doing like the I had the hand moments and oh. I was like, I was just like up and down. And I also had like a Lester Pearl like baseball cap. No, she had like an entire fan club. <laughs> People were like cheering her on. It was like the oh. best energy ever. And my, and I, my friends looked at me and I'm like, that's my new friend, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> She's 
us. Wasn't, wasn't we like to dance together. Wasn't there a guy who was like, oh my god, I love her. <laughs> like, I need to marry you. Yeah, he was in love with you because of your oh, my kids. When we went to New Orleans <laughs> yeah. last year, oh, Nikki was doing, I don't even know what you call it. Like I want to call dance. it a chicken dance, but yeah. it's like way better than the chicken dance. It's like a and chicken dance. She with had them loving her there too. <laughs> Everybody was like, "You are the best dancer." There was a guy that wanted to marry you there yeah. too, and we're like, "She's <laughs> married. Like, Sorry, move I'm, on." I literally look like an asshole in everything that I do. It's hilarious. Love it. Yes. <laughs> Where did you learn your moves? <laughs> Where did you get those sweet moves? That's what, like, That's what he said to you. Yes, that is. He, what he, he said came to you. over and he said something about her sweet dance moves, and Haley and I looked at each other and we were like, "Wait, what?" Did you see what she was? It was some weak. I don't was, know. You're like, we know for sure that her, her mom did not pay for those didn't dance yeah, lessons. That's okay. Yeah. So, we don't so that's know hilarious. That but... that. Russian kicks, I may have learned <laughs> that dance school. But... Where would you go to dance school? <laughs> yeah, what dance when school I did you younger? go to? I never know. learned to do Russian kicks when I, I danced mean, my whole like life. So that is a beautiful I'm gonna need to, to see this when we're done. <laughs> I'll show you one day. I, I have no no when we're done recording, <laughs> we're gonna do it, it right there. Okay. And I'm I'll gonna I have to see this. Oh, so anyhow, um, okay. So the next thing so <laughs> God, there's so back to stories. earth. Yeah, there's so many stories. Well, really though, the the thing about me and Nikki's friendship is I moved to Austin and I didn't really have a ton of friends here and Nikki was like my only friend that I knew and we just would go out but like when we would go out we would always dance and um Nikki then taught me one of the things that made me fall, fall in love with Austin was two-stepping oh, and Nikki yes. taught me how to two-step so Aww. like we would go out and like the guys would be like trying to dance with us and we're like no like we dance together <laughs> so Nikki would always be the guy and no. I was the girl and she would teach me and still to this day yeah, Nikki leads and I follow oh and God, we, I love break, it. we tear it down yes. when we go to step around in circles. I love yeah. it. Yeah. And then I also got COVID when we went dancing together. Yeah. So, so that's probably like the, the most. <laughs> we went out for her birthday <laughs> and we decided that after dinner that we were going to go down to 4th Street to one of the like gay clubs. Like I've never. Those been are my favorite. I've never I used been. to go before I had Gavin when I worked at the law firm downtown we would go all the time and they were my favorite. Yeah, no, I've never been. So we find like this stage area and we well, just it like- It was actually less crowded than the dance floor. So it was right. like our perfect- It was like our perfect little area. Mm -hmm. And these like strippers just come on stage mm -hmm. and I'm just like in awe. I'm like, I want to dance. So we're all just like dancing. And then- <laughs> Well, that's the best part about it. Excuse me. Going to these, like as a woman- you're, you can just dance and you, and you don't, you have, don't to have to worry about, about the it. guys yes. coming all up in, the your, drunk creepers. in your space. I have my bubble. Yes. And then it's my birthday and I got COVID right. and then I had COVID for Christmas and yeah. it ruined Christmas. I actually am fine. I'm fully recovered. Okay, um, good. Yeah. I have the antibodies now. So. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, it really wasn't bad. Shout out to Omicron for being so nice to me. Right. <laughs> and all of my vitamins. <laughs> and all the sleep. So much sleep. Yeah, yeah, really what I got for Christmas was Camp COVID, which included upwards of 14 hours of sleep every night, which is probably what I needed. Yeah. I, like I said, it's the universe putting you to bed. Yeah, yeah. it's telling you, you it's to time to sleep. slow down. Santa was like, here, <laughs> this Merry is Christmas. your version. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Go to sleep. Good night. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> so now that we've explained somewhat our of our fun, toxic friendship. <laughs> We just love to dance. We just love to dance and be the center of attention. 
Huh. So anyway, so after learning, so we we go out sporadically throughout the year. It's not like a not once consistently. A month it's like a once a quarter, <laughs> which is the agreement. Okay. Once a well, quarter. I want to come next time because you guys sound like fun. <laughs> Yeah. John always is like, John knows. He's like, like oh boy. I'm like, I said Saturday, you text me the other day, I was like, we're going to go outside. He's like, okay. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's just, knows, okay. just okay. I'm actually taking Nikki to an ecstatic dance. What's um, that? It's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of um, a, okay, so it's actually, they're usually sober events, okay. but they're like, kind of what I would compare to like a rave where it's like dark and there's lights oh. and there's music and you're just supposed to like let your freak flag fly and and dance and it sounds really weird um and kind of scary but I started doing them in Austin because it's a big thing here and it's oh, I've never so heard fun of it. that sounds awesome it's literally yeah. like liberating you just huh. yeah you're kind of just like high on your so I get to life. dance without like crowds and just by myself yeah you just of. vibe this is yeah interesting. we'll see how it goes maybe I'll record it uh definitely send some clips yeah russian kicks in the middle i need to see some russian kicks. clips and your chicken dance that would have, things that have never happened that are dance is russian kicks so i hope that that happens <laughs> wasn't it oh and i love for shane smith and the saints i've also done it at shane smith and the saints concerts that is our other shared oh yeah love. we have to give them a shout out yes shane smith and the saints i'm like your number one fan we um, have seen them so many times right it's actually Right. And we're literally like the blonde and brunette that are just dancing in the middle of the audience with nobody else. We saw them for New Year's Eve, what, three years ago? And like we were the only, they were like up on this like balcony thing. And it was really just us two just like dancing around like maniacs. What were other people doing? I feel like when you go to a concert, you should be up like having fun. So it was like a dance dance hall yeah um, okay. it was in new Braunfels, and apparently nobody wanted to have fun except for us so oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah but yes shane's with the saints love them yeah okay so now that we like squirreled again squirrel well, it's totally fine it's all we're, we're, back. Back. we're back we're back so let's let's reel it back in so on top of us hanging out and learning that we couldn't necessarily be friends with each other <laughs> Kaylin decides that she's gonna leave me for a man. Like, get up and leave. She's like, a boy, way, a boy who ended up turning into a boy. <laughs> yes. Um, just like, hey, by the way, Nick, I'm leaving. And at the same time, I had another friend here who was one of my first friends here who was they literally left within a week of each other. So, how long had you lived here before you decided that you were leaving? <sighs> a year. Oh, so you yeah. didn't even really give Austin a shot. I mean, I loved Austin. Peace I didn't want to leave, but you know. Things happen. Things happen that you think are a good idea. And then in retrospect. They're not. Well, there's always things that positive that comes out of it. The good things came from it have transpired to other good things. Right. So, yeah. So it's really nothing is lost. Right. I gained lots of friends and more um, experiences that we'll talk about in a few minutes. Yeah. So that boy (laughs) was essentially what kind of got you into what you're doing now, right? Yeah. So when I moved to, um, I was in East Texas, um, shout out to Longview. I actually met so many amazing people there. Um, I am a nurse, so I worked in the ER and then um, the cath lab. And I ended up moving to a really small town that literally had nothing. 
um, besides a few um, chain restaurants and <laughs> football. And that was my life. I um, dated a high school football coach and <laughs> did football games on Fridays. And I you lived the real Friday night I was Friday Sam Night Lights. Yeah. I mean, I oh, kind yeah. of, yeah, it was one of my favorite shows growing up. So it's kind of ironic. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so I worked in the hospital and I had already started trying to do some things for my own stress management because working as a nurse in critical care is definitely not um, a walk in the park. Right. So I was starting to feel that I was feeling, um, I was just used to going go like 99 miles an hour all the time and never really like actually being in my body. I was just always go, 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 mm -hmm. go pedal to the metal. Which I think is very common for a lot of people. Oh yeah, in any career that you have. Not that I'm downplaying. Oh yeah, nurse, but like yeah, burnt, burnout, burnt, burnout, and the hustle mode, and yeah, yeah. gotta get it done. Yes. And I don't have time for anything, but really, you have time for everything. Yeah, you get it done, but you forget to take care of yourself. That's exactly that's it. the first yeah. thing that goes. Yeah. You never you take care of everything else and everybody else, but yourself. Exactly. You're always last. Yeah, yeah. So I was. What happened was I started to actually have. Um, physical manifestations of my stress. So um, it was more so affecting like my sleep and um, just like little things here and there where I was just like, I think I should start taking care of myself a little bit more um, instead of partying all the time and um, numbing out. So I, <laughs> so I went to, I started going to yoga with a friend of mine and it kind of turned into it really just started as a workout for me. And then I found this yoga studio that taught this really specific stress relief, trauma healing type of class that was actually created for veterans um, with PTSD, but she kind of um, saw the beauty in it and made it her own and started teaching to everyone. Um, and it just really transformed my, my life. Um, I didn't even know how much crap was was there that needed to be healed until I started right. to sit with my thoughts. And I was like, oh, whoa, <laughs> this is a very dark closet and I'm afraid. Um, so what is it called? And hmm. if you don't mind just kind of explaining yeah. what it is, go through like a class. Sure. So um, the training I got is it's called Yoga Fit for Warriors, um, which is um, it's a trauma informed, trauma sensitive class, meaning we learn all about trauma and how it affects humans. Um, we all have trauma. Um, trauma is, there are little traumas and there are big traumas. And what we know is that the body carries all of this stress and trauma if we don't release it. So um, this class is designed to help the body to release it, doing um, tension and trauma-releasing exercises. And then um, we also incorporate breath work, meditation. Um, it's, it's a really gentle class. So it's, I don't, I kind of like to, to say that it's like a nervous system reset mm -hmm. and um, it's yoga, a yoga class anyone could come to, like a 10 year old could come to it. And I have oh, wow. 80 year olds that come to it. Um, it's, it's inclusive for everyone. And I, I like to really, the reason I teach it is because I want to bring it to people who wouldn't normally try yoga because it's been so profound in my own um, stress and healing through 
a lot of shit. A lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I think we kind of jumped around a little bit. So you did so falling in love yeah. with it, and then you got certified. Yeah. And now you're teaching. Now you're teaching. Yeah. That. yeah. But it's kind of funny. I um so I got my initial cert um November of 2019, mm-hmm. and then January 1st of uh, 2020, I broke up with this man, um, which was a, boy. a major dumpster fire, <laughs> kind of tr- quite traumatic. And I ended up leaving. Um, and I was like, Oh, I'm just going to be a travel nurse for a year. Um, and oh. go live near my family, which is, um, up in the Northeast, um, near, um, so I basically drove my car straight into ground zero of COVID-19. <laughs> oh my um, gosh. so that's how I started 2020. I was like, oh, I'm going to go like, take care of myself and live at the beach and it's going to be great. I'm going to hang out with my friends and my family and see everybody. And then it was like lockdown. <laughs> You're alone and you work in the ER. Right. Good luck. Oh, right. No. Because you had to get like in like an apartment because you couldn't stay with your parents. Right. Yeah. So originally I was going to, the oh, yeah, whole because plan. You were a nurse in COVID. Yeah. So you had to isolate. Yeah. Oh, I remember people yeah. who were, Oh yeah. So I originally had this great plan. I was like, I'm just going to stay with my family, save a lot of money. And the plan was I'll save all this money and then I'll move back to Austin and I'll buy a house and then I'll be home. And then I'll, that was the plan. It was like, I'll travel for a year. I'll go here. I'll go to Hawaii. I'll do all these like cool little spots, get it out of my system and come back. And I was probably with my family for like three weeks. And um, my first week at the hospital, I was in orientation and we're watching the news and it's like, oh, COVID is in America. And then my first week in the ER, I didn't even know anyone. All I knew was people's eyes. We just had, we were covered like from, I mean, that was really early. That was when no one knew anything. That was when everyone was really scared. Mm -hmm. That was when we had no PPE. (laughs) That was when we were wearing ski goggles to cover our eyes. Um, It was some ratchet shit. Right. Um, So were were other people working there also traveling or or were they also, so like, was everybody there for the first time or were you like the only one? So there were a couple of travelers that this was like right in the beginning of, of COVID. So we were, we were brought in because I was working near the beach. Mm-hmm. So they um, staff up for the summer because mm-hmm. they have so much tourism. Um, but then we ended up becoming their crisis, their crisis their nurses. Crisis. <laughs> um, wow. So we were just the, we were just the beginning of a lot of travelers that ended up coming there. But, but yeah, I ended up having to move out of where with my parents and their angel of a neighbor, let me live. This is like, this is the best. He let me live in his house. Um, <laughs> he is a wonderful person. Him and his wife live in DC and they, this was just their vacation house. And they're like, we never come there anyway. Just stay there. Like stay Aww, there. It was the most really beautiful sweet. home. I yeah. felt like it was like I was Kevin and home alone. <laughs> but then like some days I was like a little bit Tom Hanks and Castaway. Like it was sort of like a mess. Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> yeah, my succulent was Wilson. And my dog was like I was gonna say poor Casey. I was like, what's going on? She's like, Are we gonna go on another walk? <laughs> um But yeah, so I was it was kind of funny. I called it my quarantine castle and I lived there by myself. Um, thank goodness I had amazing coworkers because really as as not fun going to work was during the pandemic in the ER it was the only people that I saw right, um, right. And I mean, you only saw their eyes. yeah I only knew their <laughs> eyes yeah for like for like literally like two or three months we didn't even know what people looked like like it was so weird it was like living wow. in an alternate universe I would drive home at two or three a.m 
And, you know, I know lockdown was different a lot of places, but like up north, it was legit. It was like out of I am legend. Like I would drive home. Oh my gosh. It would be midnight and not a single light would be on. Like all businesses like boarded up lights wow. out it was so eerie see i don't um, feel like it got that bad here in austin i mean downtown did like some of it but yeah texas it was kind of like i think at the beginning of it it really everybody did for the beginning of it, it but it didn't last think, as long i, I feel like here that it did there and i also believe and i don't i don't know and it's probably based on some of the stuff that i've read in the past is like as it got warmer here mm. it was less for us whereas as soon as it got cold for the northeast because it's the same thing that's going on right now it's colder there yeah and there's you're hearing more there than it is here yeah. not that it's not happening here but you just hear more shutdowns more stay in your house type don't don't have you know don't hang out with family for christmas so i think it's it's not only is it a climate difference but also the political difference too like texans don't want to they want to do what they want <laughs> right like yeah they're just, america <laughs> america do my house oh, you gosh. don't tell me where to go but austin did it was really weird because we went, I think it was John and I, we went to, or we were driving through downtown right when everything started opening up and everything was boarded. Like yeah. I've never seen downtown look like that. Like, everything was shut down. Businesses yeah. that I remember visiting before we moved here were just closed. So well, a lot of businesses never reopened right. too. So that was another thing. I mean, it was, it's, it, it was stressful in the economy for sure. Especially yeah. in a um, city like Austin where, you know, rent's probably insane can you imagine having downtown to, austin rent yeah, i can't yeah, sitting there having a restaurant that yeah. you can't even get business into oh my gosh be so tough yeah um so yeah. yeah so you were working with people that you only knew by their eyes <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and i had a lot of free time on my days off so i worked 12 hour shifts and on those days off i felt like i was like at camp a little bit because mm -hmm. i was like what am i gonna do today what's on the itinerary because mm -hmm. i couldn't sit still um, yeah it wasn't like i actually didn't turn the news on ever i actually had a rule that i wouldn't let myself turn the tv on until a certain time of day and i just did a lot of things that i had been wanting to do i so i worked mostly on that during that time i worked on getting my 200 hour yoga yoga certification which they started offering online. Um, but what I really wanted to get was this Yoga Fit for Warriors certification. And it was perfect timing because um, now everybody was stressed out mm -hmm. and everybody um, was living some kind of trauma was, through yeah, that. Yeah, absorbing I mean, so much. Oh, everyone. Just sitting in their house. I mean, I still feel like personality wise or lifestyle wise, I still recoup from what yeah. we used to do. I, I don't mean, forget, yeah, nobody is the no, same after that. No, and isol isolation in general is actually what leads to trauma um, mm -hmm. and not being able to connect with people. Um, and I think that's why so many healthcare workers are going to really struggle um, or are, are have been struggling because, you know, they were dealing with trauma at work and then being by themselves. Or, so, or being by yeah. themselves or being worried that they're bringing it home to their families. Yeah, like there are stories of yeah. reading of like women like literally taking all their clothes off before mm -hmm. they got into the house because nobody, oh yeah, we all there, we literally yeah. stripped in the garage and ran into the shower and like yeah. scalded our bodies for right no <laughs> oh, yeah and it's gosh. amazing it's, it's I think it was more so to not really knowing what it was yeah. right it was just kind well, of well yeah or how you're it. how you actually get it and yeah. Yeah, like, I remember wiping down packages because everybody was like, oh, can come on your packages. Oh, for sure, with Clorox wipes. I did the same <laughs> no, thing. Yeah, because it's almost like we forget that that was how hypervigilant we became. And not everyone became that way, but, like, 
a lot of places I did we, like we didn't know anything yeah and like people were like oh it's only the elderly and I will tell you like there were plenty of young people that were my age that I saw and took care of that freaked me out because mm-hmm. I was like shit like this thing doesn't care right any right. about anything like mm-hmm. I'm I it could be me you know mm-hmm. so I think it just shifted my perspective on on life and just like oh my god like think about it I mean the world we knew the world we knew it, it's gone right it's forever changed forever oh, forever. Changed. forever changed our lifestyles what we did yeah how we act like e- there's been times like I remember sitting through the pandemic and John and I, you know, we're always out and about and like we would stand or we would like look at each other and it's like, I'm gonna do something tonight. And we would always what did we do before this? <laughs> and and I would be like, mm, I think we did this, but I think it's the idea that we can't do anything else that was bothering us. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it definitely hasn't changed. And now it's turned into, okay, now what do we do? Like we almost forgot. Like even down to cooking dinners, I'm like, what did we used to eat? Like I'm so like I'm so uninspired to cook dinner because I we were so we you were did ordered. it for a year. Yeah, right? and now I like, don't want to oh cook anything. God. I mean, I'll never. I mean, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I finally looked at my husband. And I was like, do you and Gavin need to eat three times a day every day? <laughs> I'm like, can we make this easier? I mean, right the up. amount of dishes in the sink because I, I was, was working. Just about to yeah, I mean, I was working full time. Mm-hmm. Um, Gavin was full time from school. That's right. You had home. So I had homeschool. I had my job. Right. And then I also had to cook and do the dishes. And I finally, I tell you, I looked at him and I was like, I mean, come on, skip a meal. (laughs) Skip a meal. Eat cereal. Because I can't. The the sink's overflowing with like. I think I actually posted on Facebook. I'm (sighs) like, does anybody else notice that the dishes just never go away? They don't ever. And here's the thing. I worked from home before all of this. So like nothing changed for me except for the fact, and John was still going to the office because they were considered um, essential workers. Because they and, were doing um, but I still in felt hospitals. Like yeah. There was more dishes than normal. I'm like, what is going on? And well, I people was, ate more than normal. I think too. too. And I also think too, like once the restaurant started opening and you were allowed to do takeout, we started doing That was takeout. my favorite. Yeah, oh, and I was like, I'm just supporting a local <laughs> business. Exactly. Oh, like, I can get a to-go margarita. This oh, is God, amazing. Oh Texas was like, <laughs> Here's all of your alcohol to go. Yes, John came home the first day. Oh my gosh, he was the best. Daiquiri place (laughs) down the street. Yes, and brought home daiquiris. Um, I do also have to say I'm so happy that we had bought the house when we did because if we had lived in our condo, like it was nice to be him closer to work, but we had the pool, so when it was warmer, like there was yeah, you can hang out outside to do. We hang outside, whereas the condo had that tiny little like backyard. Sorry, I'm just. It's contagious. I know. <laughs> it's not COVID. <laughs> All right. So meeting those people. Oh, so what was cool about lockdown is I started, I had this really big deck at the mm-hmm. house I was living in and I started teaching nurses. Oh, my nice. class. Um, so my friends at work, um, we, so I would teach yoga outside on my deck once it got nice. And that's kind of how I just started practicing and kind of, fine-tuning my own class. Did that go towards your hours for certification? Yeah. Oh, nice. And um, and it was just great because it was – I was doing it, and then I was also seeing that it was actually helping people the way that it had helped me. So, um, yeah. so people were getting some type of relaxing or a way to relieve stress in yes. the midst of all of this. Yes. Which so, is amazing. Right. Yeah. And so that's – thing to offer people during that time. All right, so how long did you do that for? So I was 
away um, from Texas from February of 2020 until October of 2020. So I, uh, my, my, my grand plans to um, travel the country and go to Hawaii mm -hmm. and all these great places um, didn't happen because I was like, I'm out. Um, I decided that I was not going to stick to travel nursing that I needed to put my feet back, back home in Austin. So I came back. Um, my sweet dad drove across the country with me. Right. We actually were racing a hurricane to get oh, me wow. back. Oh my gosh. That would happen. I mean, um, I mean, of course it would. Why, yeah. like, why would so it be? So I drove back. A situation mm -hmm. for you. So yes, yeah, so I've been, I came back in October of 2020. And I actually decided to completely leave the emergency department. Right. So didn't you got like a, a job basically kind of doing similar thing to what I, what I do working from home. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I, I, I'm a clinical specialist basically for COVID testing mm -hmm. right now for, um, I'm basically an educator and project manager. Mm -hmm. So I cover about half of Texas. Mm -hmm. So it's been a little busy. <laughs> Just a bit. Um, oh my gosh. But it, it's been a really welcomed uh, change because I was very burned out and I really needed a break. Oh um, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I can't imagine. I, I said as much as a like the isolation, like <clears throat> at least I had John, I guess, in a sense. But even sometimes I'm like, I'm happy he was going to work because I can't imagine. I mean, I <laughs> love him, but like if we were stuck in the house together, like I said, that's why yeah. some like divorces happen, right? Because people are like, <laughs> I can't listen. They to actually you don't anymore. like you. Yeah. Anymore. <laughs> get out. Do you breathe while you while you eat? This is Do you me. need to breathe like that? <laughs> Do you need to eat another meal? <laughs> How many times have you opened that fridge tonight? Like, <laughs> right. That's why divorces are happening. So. <laughs> it was a lot for everybody, but I still can't imagine being a nurse. I feel yeah, like that was, the worst, that was the, the worst of the worst. I mean, I you guys already deal with mm -hmm. such a critical situations, and to be that heightened or hyper. Sort of hypervigilant. Yeah. Shout out to all the nurses still in the right. trenches. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, you know, I, I had a really hard time leaving. I had a lot of guilt about it, like a ton of guilt. I mean, that was what you but, wanted to do. You come from a, a family of nurses, don't you? Like, don't I do. You? Yeah. yeah. But recognizing that burnout and knowing yeah. that you need to do something else. I needed to choose myself because I was, yeah, I was. And that's sleeping, that's, I was not well. That's very yeah. envious because a lot of people they don't, don't do that. They just you know they keep going. They keep going and then they just ruin it even more for themselves right. because they're not getting the care or taking care of themselves. Yeah. I mean it gets to a point where you're you're like, Oh, I feel nothing. I am literally dead inside mm -hmm. and that's called dissociation. <laughs> that's what happens when you have trauma and you need to feel things right. um, that you shut it off. And um so yeah, I, I mean, most people in healthcare have been in survival mode this whole time. So I mean, it's really hard once you actually get out of survival mode. You know, that's when all the all the you come to the surface. You're you know you've been in the ocean swimming and treading water in the storm, and then all of a sudden the water's calm, and you're like, what the <laughs> heck just happened? Yeah. Um, what have I done in my life for the last? Yeah, few is, what do is I this do next? Real? Yeah, yeah. So I kind of went through um, my own couple of months of just really healing my nervous system. Um, and I, it became really important to me. It was really my priority was just making my body. So what, what we, what's interesting is like, I love when people tell people to calm down. 
So our very first episode, we talked about when people say just relax or just just relax or calm down. It is scientifically proven. And I'm such a nerd. I'm a science nerd. And I read and I do, I listen to a lot of podcasts. You can't tell your body to calm down. We are mammals Mm -hmm. and our nervous system is wired to fire the sympathetic or parasympathetic that's rest, digest. We can't just tell our nervous system to calm down. We actually have to physically show our body that we're safe. So like if you're, I give the example of like escaping a lion, like you're getting chased by a lion and the lion sees something more delicious and runs the other way and you escape the lion, that physical act of running and like getting away um, and finding safety and like maybe getting back with your community or like shaking it off, like, like animals do in the wild is mm-hmm. they shake like um, our dogs do uh-huh, <laughs> like our dogs or the gazelle that escapes mm-hmm. the lion, uh, which kind of is what my class um, does as well. But we need to show our nervous system that we're safe. So often even just, even just shallow breathing, when you breathe, which is how we all breathe just into the top of our lungs, mm-hmm. we're actually telling our nervous system that we're not safe. We're, we're just cueing, by, normal, just like, by oh. breathing shallow like that. Hmm. That is, we're actually supposed to breathe like babies. We're supposed to breathe into our bellies because the vagus nerve lives there and the vagus nerve is actually responsible for our fight flight and our rest digest. Interesting. So if you oh. are ever having a moment of panic, what you really should do is just start breathing into your belly. Um, breathing and shaking. Breathe, stretch, shake. Breathe, stretch, shake. There you go. Listen, sorry, me. I stole your line. But I know, it's but it's, it's legit. It's legit. It's yeah. kind of funny you said that. So, like, boxing, I've noticed I get very winded. And one of the trainers who was talking to me about breathing, I understand that and know that I should breathe. But the actual getting myself to that point, because instead yeah. I'm doing this rapid breathing because yeah. I'm trying to catch it, rather than if I just went, just, just take it in, even breath. though I'm like, I'm dying, I'm dying, I'm like, I'm dying. <laughs> So I, that's good to know. I'm going to try to do yeah, that more. That is often. really interesting to know. Yeah. So so really in my class, I teach, I, I try to make my class full of tools that mm-hmm. people can actually take with them and just kind of empower people that come come in and like, yes, I'm guiding you through all of this, but this is stuff that you can take with you and use in your everyday life to right. relieve stress. Or if you're having like a moment or your hands are shaking before you're about to give a presentation, hey, try this. Um because for me, I have learned all of these tools for myself mm-hmm. um, in my own healing, and it's been really cool stuff. So I love sharing them. Like my new thing is contrast therapy. So I do um, 180 degree sauna into a 48 yes, degree cold plunge. Whoa! And it is so amazing for your nervous system. Oh my I goodness! I just did the an infrared uh, sauna the other day. I lasted 35 minutes, wow. which wasn't bad, but. They offered the ice bath, and I was like, oh, I don't think I'm ready for that yet. <laughs> so like, you go what? from yeah. the hot, the hot to the cold, into the cold immediately. Yeah. Oh and my you, gosh. So the so there's a lot of different protocols, um, but the one I do, I'll do like 10 minutes in the sauna, and then I'll do a three minute cold plunge, and then usually you shiver. So then I shiver and just like let my body release, and then I go back into the sauna 10 more minutes, and then I plunge again so what do you do like oh my I gosh hate, i hate being Ooh. cold right yeah no. how okay. do you sit in there for three it, minutes it is the first 30 seconds are excruciating and it's it's such a mental game but what i will tell you is you get such a rush of endorphins and all that adrenaline 
that you actually feel amazing after. Now I'm going to have to oh, Amazing. I don't know if I could do that for three minutes. You don't, you can do 30, you don't have to do three minutes. I feel like I'd you put could a pinky like, toe in. Now, could, so I know. Could, I was you, could do, you could do 30 seconds. I'll coach you through it. Um, but so really, I mean, it sounds crazy, but the reason I started doing it was because that was really what I would, I sleep like a baby when I do it. Um, and I feel very, like I did one yesterday and I'm, and do it, you think it's it like calms the, my nervous system. I was going to say, do you think it's like the stress and then the calming of yeah. it that's giving you that restful? Yeah. So what happens is you get that like adrenaline because it is stress. It's stress to sit in that, the heat and then the cold. Right. But then you, you also get this dump where you, you will like tap into that vagus nerve, which helps you to just hit that chill state mm -hmm. so usually for like two hours after i'm like flying high like feeling great i have so much energy and then i'm like okay time for bed <laughs> like i'm so like chill. come down oh like, like i'm like yeah. floating oh, on a cloud my gosh. yeah i'm gonna have to try this yeah so i'll yeah oh, so I'll like the you. sauna thing like i did it and it's i can sit time. in a sauna i'm not so worried like, about the hot like i'll sit in a sauna oh, and great. i'll sit in a sauna and do planks in a sauna like i'm fine with i went to the tiniest sauna the but and could not do anything I don't know about the ice bath part of it. The, cold the closest part. ice bath I've ever gotten to is when I did Tough Mudder um, <laughs> Mount Snow, like with my girlfriend. And I remember going into it was like a dumpster and it was ice. And I came up and all my clothes, my sister, there's a picture of it. My sister has, I, I think every time I, or used to be every time I call her, where my skin, my clothes are so like stuck to me that I look like a little sausage coming out of the Oh my water. gosh. I'm going to have to ask her for that picture. I need to see it. I think she replaced it with the skydiving picture. Oh, that's a good no. one. But yeah, so like I went into, did the sauna because I'm like, I was sick. I didn't have COVID, but I did get sick. You had something. I had something. And I was like, I'm going to go into the sauna. It was when I say the tiniest, like it was the size of this table. And normally... I mean, when I've done saunas, I could do planks. Yeah, I've only ever been a big one. I can lay out. I couldn't. I was like, my knees were to my chest. Oh, wow. yeah, I was not comfortable. Yeah, that's I why I think that. I didn't last because it was supposed to be forty-five minutes. Well, but I would feel claustrophobic. Like right. I need more space than that. And then at the same time, if I can't do anything, I'm literally just you're bored, there and I'm bored, and I'm in my head. I'm like, yeah. this is not enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> Another reason why I don't normally there. Like, yeah, there are like, so many benefits. Like you I know, said, I, I know it's great. Yeah, all of the all of the heated and the cooling well, modalities. Well, I'm going to try this. What do you call it? Contrast contrast therapy. therapy. Actually, contrast one of the therapy. yoga studios I teach at it just opened. And really? they they have a beautiful space and they yeah. have a room that you can you rent it out for an hour mm -hmm. and you can like just we could all go together because the sauna is big enough. That you can oh sit. no! So wait, so that means we're going to go plug, to your... I'm going to plug Lizard go, Yoga really fast. Plug we'll them away. Sure she's in charge. She does show notes, so we'll make sure to put their link. Yeah, to so they have y'all need y'all link to their website. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have a beautiful room there with the infrared sauna and the cold plunge. So and... we're going to go do a class because I shamelessly, as much as we are <laughs> great friends, I've not been to a class because I. A, don't really care for yoga, even though you promised me it's not normal yoga. It's not normal yoga. So we are going to go do a class, Heather, and then we're going to rent the room for an hour and we're going to do Yeah, we'll do a Saturday. We'll do a Saturday self-care day. See, I'm actually looking forward to the class because I did two rounds of IVF in 2020 mm -hmm. and uh, neither of them worked. So we ended up with zero viable embryos from both rounds. And I feel like the trauma of, I mean, we tried to get pregnant. We finally got pregnant. We had a miscarriage. Oh. We did three IUIs, none of them worked. And then in 2020, we did two rounds of IVF. And um, like I've got, a mental well, mental, emotional, physical. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
all the things. And so I know that I'm housing some serious trauma. Yeah. Well, she said to me one so time, too, I just, you're like, you'll start crying. Like, people start crying in the middle of class. Right? I would like, welcome a class <laughs> to help me so, with that. Yeah, I mean, that's what's so um, so crazy about humans is we're mammals and there are we are the only mammals that are that carry this much stress. Wow. And it's because we've evolved to carry it, to not show weakness, to not show vulnerability, to um to not let it out because that's just how we've been conditioned. It's not even something we're conscious of. Um, That's what I was just going to ask. Like, do you, in the sense of, of condition to do something or understanding, like, I believe like in my personal, and I'm not going to go into details, but I definitely know that there's trauma there because there's stuff that I just haven't dealt with. And I'll have my mini breakdowns and I'll be like, why? Like we've talked about it briefly in in our first episode. Like I was out to a restaurant having margaritas (laughs) with John and, I can't even tell you what triggered it. I just started yeah. crying at the dinner table. I and that's that. not something mm-hmm. I would normally do. But for people who don't necessarily tap into it, like you're very vocal, you know that you're going through this. And then there's people like me who are just kind of like, keep it to fine. yourself. I'll keep it to myself. And then it'll all bottle up. And then I'm well, like, you're fine oh. until you're not. Yeah. So there's a book that's gotten pretty mainstream, which I love. It's called The Body Keeps the Score. You've told me. And um, it is, it is, incredible and I hope it becomes more mainstream because what we know is that our bodies store our trauma. Mm-hmm. So we can go to talk therapy and do those modalities, but really so much of what we what we feel, the stress in our body, the pain, the anxiety in our chest, the crying for some unknown reason and you're like, I don't even know why I'm crying. It's because something came up. Something right. moved through your body. Right. And um so what we know and what these really awesome um, PhDs have found out is that we can physically move this trauma and stress out of our bodies. I say this in my class. It's like our bodies are a living library of all of our memories, all of our stories, all of our trauma, all of our stress, and we just keep stuffing it in mm-hmm. and we don't let it out. And really there are ways that we can let it out without experiencing it again, without without having to talk through it, without having to tell the whole story. Um, and that's why my yoga class is pretty profound because we do these trauma and tension releasing exercises that actually lead into this somatic shaking uh, portion of class where we actually reteach our bodies to shake mm-hmm. as we should do. Um, if you, like you get a chill kind of, right? Kind of like, have you ever, uh, so if you've ever uh, about to give a presentation and your hands are trembling a little bit, or yes. if you had a baby and you, uh, or had surgery, sometimes people have, I had a full body with my first and I should shake. Yeah. Yes. So that is what you are supposed to do. Oh, that is terrifying. Nobody tells you terrifying. That. And oftentimes we try to make people stop shaking. Well, I thought I was cold. So yeah. I just remember telling them as they're sewing me up, I'm freezing. So I'm cold. you actually so were shaking having so neurogenic tremors. And that is what we're supposed to do when we experience massive trauma. So our body is supposed to shake to release that energy, that adrenaline from the experience. And that is how you don't get traumatized because you release it. That's why animals in the wild shake. That's why dogs shake. Mm -hmm. That's why a gazelle that escapes a lion shakes. Wow. And it's not even conscious. They don't don't know they're doing it. It's It's, it's literally, we have shut it off. 
Oh, it takes wow. a lot for us to to be able to shake. Chills thinking. I know. Oh, oh my gosh. So, so do you think all mammals to, are supposed to shake? Not to cut you off. So yeah. at what point in our life do we learn? Yeah, where did that go? Turn it off. Go. Yeah. So um, it's it's almost how our society, our culture conditions us. The, you know, um, keep be it strong. Yourself, be strong. Be strong. My dad. What my Stop dad crying. Say, Why are you I'll, crying? I'm going to give you something. To give cry me something about. to cry about. My dad. Used oh, to say. Yeah. it's not even. It's not even. Um, to shake, you have to create that safe container mm-hmm. to just really let your body surrender. So a lot of what my class is is getting through that these movements and really um, deep. Um, just connecting with our breath, connecting with our body, um, which is how we heal trauma in a sense, but just becoming safe in our body. But then when we get to that portion of class where I, I guide you through it, it it's a meditation um, and it's really beautiful and everyone has different experiences. It's different for people every time. I can tell you I've had crazy stuff come up from my own past that I've dealt with through it. Um, I've... I usually, I do it myself a lot and, and I sleep like a baby after I have, um, veterans come to my class that say it's better than therapy for them. Um, so it's really powerful and it's not mainstream. Um, a lot of people don't know about it, but, um, there are similar things, uh, that are probably more mainstream TRE tension and trauma releasing exercises Mm -hmm. is where it started. And then certain um, yoga classes were like, Hey, this would be really cool if we turned it into a yoga class. Um, So, yeah, I mean, the idea is that we're turning back on that the parts in our body that kind of shut that primal response down. Cause it really gets primal. It's, it's how we're wired, but we don't do it anymore. So, so I love that you shook after your C-section because that's exactly and, what. Yeah, nobody. And you just think you're cold. Like that's I mean, no, yeah, no. My and yeah. your arms are, you know, strapped down, so you're like shaking yeah. while they're stitching you up. Yeah. And I, I just remember, I my because my mom was in there with me, and I just kept, I'm cold, I'm yeah. freezing, because why else am I shaking yeah. like right. that? Like I but thought whole body, my whole body yeah. just. Mm-hmm. And I, and nobody ever said, and no one knows that's because no one knows. Well, yeah, but nobody else who had it, who I know had a C-section ever, like ever said that that happened to them. Yeah. The nurses or the doctors didn't ever say anything. And I'm just screaming that I'm freezing. <laughs> Why am I cold? You might have, and you might've been cold too, but it's, but it I probably thought was that I was so freezing yeah. because I was shaking. Yeah. I was about to say, isn't that something like we just associate shaking? Yeah. I thought I was cold. You do. <laughs> and, that's, yeah. and that's why the shaking, when I lead it, it's in a, it's in a safe way where I make your body feel safe to just allow it to come. So it's not scary mm-hmm. and it feels more, um, almost just more spiritual and more, um, almost just like you just kind of like surrender. Um, but yeah, when I was, it was interesting. I was um, traveling with my family and I witnessed a really bad car wreck and we got the woman out. Of course I was on vacation and Mm -hmm. was the first person on the scene. Um, and the woman was shaking and, Mm -hmm. She, she looked at me and she was like, what's happening? And I'm like, it's just your body. I'm like, just let it happen. Right. And everyone's looking at me like, why is this girl telling this lady to keep shaking? I'm like, good job. I know, like, you need like a card. So please just let the body shake. I'm sure shake it out. Shake it out. Shake it out. So I, my next question is, yeah. this, I'm sorry if this is like dumb, but is no. that our body's response when we are cold is to go to that because we're feeling something. So shivering is different. Shivering is different. Shivering okay. is your body trying to physically rewarm itself. Okay. So it's, it is two separate It's things. different. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but it's a similar sensation. But the 
the shaking, um, so I can talk about this alone for a really long time, but the shaking itself, we actually fatigue the psoas, which mm -hmm. is the deepest muscle connects your legs all the way up through your core. And the reason we fatigue the psoas is because physiologically the body, when you experience stress, the body tenses. Mm -hmm. um, that's also not, you're not conscious of that. The body tenses and the psoas is what tightens up to prepare you to run, to fight, to do whatever oh. you need to do to survive. So that's another primal okay. thing in our body. But in that contraction is where we also trap that energy. So often the shaking is actually coming from the psoas, but it oh. runs from the legs all the way up through the middle of the body. So the whole body will shake. And um, so it's a, it's a deeper, mm -hmm. no, I remember it's a deeper it, sensation. It, it almost yeah. feels like you're shaking like deep within your yes, body. It was the weirdest. Yes. Yeah. It's not, a, it's not a shiver. It's, it's deep. It within. was, yeah. Yeah. It was so weird, but I just, like you I said, I just, cause I associated that I was. Yeah. So I if you weird. were to feel the difference between shaking you, or if you were to shake and then shiver, you would be able to kind of. You can tell. You can tell. Yeah. yeah. It's the, a very different feeling. I'm just trying to think of any moment that I've actually like shook. Like I can't, yeah. I, I can't even think of times where like my hands shook before <laughs> something. Like I feel like not it sounds a little weird and, and people so and i feel people, like i want to pay attention to it more. yeah yeah no i always tell people i'm like it's a, it's gonna sound a little woo-woo but here read the science <laughs> i am i was the furthest thing from woo-woo and now here i am teaching this class but this is really cool stuff right. and no like, i'm in i'm it's, way into this it's right. um the science behind it it's fascinating and there's plenty of it there's plenty of books i'll give you guys some options. Yeah, we're we'll, reading. We'll talk about that when we get towards the end of the episode. But one of the things I, I think that I love about all of this is there are people out there that don't want to go to therapy, that don't want to talk, mm -hmm. who have been conditioned to say, just keep your your problems or your problems. Nobody else wants to hear it. Whereas right now, this is an option. They they don't even have to say what type of yoga they do. I'm going to my yoga. Class. Well, the other thing though is it's it's easy to talk to a friend mm -hmm. about, but to go to a stranger in therapy. That's where, like, I don't want to go to a therapist, mm -hmm. but I would talk to a friend all day long, but your friend doesn't necessarily have the tools to help you. So exactly. to be able to go to like a yoga class that will help you and you don't have to talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and it, you don't need to have trauma to come to the class. Right. It's, it's different for everyone. It's, it's just a great stress relief tool mm -hmm. in general, because what it does is it completes that stress response cycle that we're supposed to complete where what we end up shutting down by not you know, we don't need to shake every time we experience stress, but when we experience stress, we need to move that out of our body you and finish not the cycle. Cool. Finish yeah, it. you need to finish the cycle. Like if you okay. leave it unfinished, that's what builds up and causes. That's the book I yeah. that's the book I told you to read. Right. Burnout. Yeah. yeah, burnout. So yeah. I, that was another plug. She has she told me this last year because I was having an issue um with work and I was just feeling that burnout. What was the name of it again? Um it's it's burnout, completing the stress completing cycle. the stress cycle or something. Yeah. We'll, we'll link all the books. We'll link that. In the I actually just bought stuff. it. I'm like I'm like a couple chapters in. Um, a lot. What's funny about that book is it's a lot of stuff that I already know. And like hearing you talk and understanding different things, like I know this, mm -hmm. but like yourself, like you're saying, we're conditioned to. Mm -hmm. Like I have read like research when I when I when I learned the term burnout, and we're gonna do a whole episode on this. Um, I didn't know what it was until somebody somebody said. You may be going through burnout. And I'm like, what yeah. is this? And then I did a lot of research on it. But it, again, it's a lot. It's of the, a real thing. It's a real thing. And a lot of the, the research or the, the blogs or whatever you read, they all tell you, you know, the self-care stuff. I'm like, I do, like, I'm burnt out. I don't have time for this. I need something else that I can just do. That's where, more tangible. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's telling me to go take a day off from work or, you know, 
set up a routine. Guys, I'm already in, like, I'm already in a routine that's clearly toxic for yeah. me. So right. making those small changes is going to be Well, and sometimes it's even more stressful to try and take a day off of work. Right. Yeah. And then you end up with more. a thousand more things to do. Yeah. I think, I think the thing that I like to tell people a lot is like, they're like, well, I'm not that stressed or I don't have any trauma. And I'm like, we all do. We all do. That you snapping at your husband or you really trauma trauma isn't um trauma shows up in our reality as our reactions Mm -hmm. so it's not a memory it's it's a reaction so that stress that that trauma that is stuck in our body is coming out whether whether it's crying or yelling or fear or withdrawing Mm -hmm. is it's there and it's funny you said that because i was just telling her the other day that we i read an article and it was talking about your reaction or it was talking about stress. And it mm-hmm. said, stress is not the issue at hand. Stress is your reaction. Yeah. Right. Your reaction essentially becomes an emotion. Your emotion will essentially become habitual and that habitual will essentially become your personality. So when you meet somebody, you're like, God, he's always angry. He's probably gone through a cycle There's where a whole, he yeah. was dealing with something, his reaction, and he continued to have that reaction. And then it essentially just took over who that person is. It was such an interesting, I got to find it and link it because it was really a good insight to how people essentially build their personalities based on reactions to different situations. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think we're such good stuff. That was a really good, <laughs> like, There's that's so a lot much... more like I already knew what I you did, nerd but I was like, no, I, I also nerd out on things as well. So, well, but I want you to tell us where, where we can find right, you. Yeah, so Instagram find. handle, website, right. where you teach, like all the things. Yeah, um, sure plug yourself and then we'll also put it in the show notes. Yeah. So you can find me. I mostly post my offerings, um, on rock rose yoga, um, on Instagram. And I teach right now in Austin twice a week. I teach on Monday nights at 6 30 PM at third eye meditation lounge downtown. And I also teach Saturdays at noon at lizard yoga, uh, which is the place that also has all the fun, um, sauna and cold plunge massages all the all the goodness um i am going to be part of a retreat with awesome pop-up retreats on the 22nd of january and um i'm hoping to really what i want to do is is start uh, doing yoga for for nurses and uh, stress relief workshops so so more on that soon, hopefully. I Stay just, tuned I, for that. I, I need more time in my day. But, you know, <laughs> I just have to we say, I, you should be incredibly proud of yourself. I'm proud of you because when you move back, you're like, I have this vision. I'm going <laughs> to have my own yoga studio. I'm going to teach classes. I want to do this whole retreat. And you're like, mini goals are just you're doing like the what thing. we just talked about in our last yeah. episode. You're yeah. doing all those little goals and you're hitting yeah. it and you're 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 on a path. Yeah, one you're day I'm gonna it. have my own little business. I'm just gonna <laughs> go around and teach everybody how to manage their stress. I'm gonna I want to go to schools. I really do want to create um, like mindfulness mm-hmm. and stress relief programs for for schools and hospitals. And you know, stress is ninety percent of what makes us sick. So it's it's mega important that we that we take care of ourselves, especially yeah, especially it. when you're not realizing you're not talking about these things. So. For all of you that are listening, um, we will add the links into our show notes or the description of the episode. We will also be posting on Instagram. We'll tag you on everything um, there. Uh, this was good. Thank you so much. Great. I feel like I learned so much. Like I'm super pumped for a class. <laughs> Thanks for sharing your story. Yeah, I know. And um, 
we're gonna have to like catch up with you a year from now and just see maybe like every January you can be like what's changed since last year. Well, every quarter I want to get the two of you together and see how you behave outside <laughs> of this. Our dance party. Oh god. We'll see that's you a, in three that's months. That's another great way to relieve your stress. I, I think that's Dance why it I out. Too much. So everybody it makes is. fun of me. Move your body. I'm constantly moving like it doesn't like in the grocery store in the like like when I'm cleaning I blast music and I'm just like rushing kick I rush and kick around the house. Yeah. As I clean. So yeah. that's that's my way of releasing stress. I love it. It's it's important. So we have one last question because we're gonna ask oh, all of our guests. Yes. We almost forgot. We almost forgot. <laughs> we almost forgot. <laughs> all right. Okay, so before we let you go, we have to ask you one question. What is something that you used to apologize for before, but you are unlikely to apologize for now? I love that question. I no longer apologize for saying no to the things that cause me to abandon myself. That's really, really good. You're so deep. I know. I that came to me in yoga yesterday. <laughs> Did you sit there like this? I was in Savasana and I was like, that's it. <laughs> that's really good. I love yeah, that. like I I will do I will do the things that I need to do for myself because if I am not taking care of me, I can't show up for anyone else. And so. if nobody it's else so can true. take care of you except for yourself. Right. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. It was so fun. Yes. Learned a lot. I know. (laughs) In my 90s setup studio. I know. Public access channel. We'll have to post pictures. Yeah. We'll we'll take some pictures and we'll post it. So. All right. All right. That's it. All right. We'll see you guys next time. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.